Hi, I'm Kathy Reneses, and you are listening to the Coaching Happiness Podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Welcome to episode 32 of the Coaching Happiness Podcast. My name is Kathy Reneses, and I'm a life coach, speaker, and founder of Coaching Happiness, a coaching service focused on hard work, whose mission is to create a better world, one person at a time. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia, Podmetrics, Centro Holistico, Sunrider Philippines, and Kangen Water PH. Revolutionize your health with water. Hello, my darlings. Kamusta kayo? It's another day, another check-in, and another episode on a topic I think we should be talking more about, and that is toxic positivity. I personally think that toxic positivity is really seeped into the Filipino culture. Tayo mga Pinoy, we're a bunch of people pleasers. We're too afraid to rock the boat with a genuine reaction or opinion. We don't speak up and speak out enough unless it's on social media. And, well, confrontation isn't our strongest suit. I bet a lot of you have also grown up hearing phrases like, Okay lang yan! And, Pag-pray na lang natin sila! Or kalimutan na lang natin yan whenever we're confronted with difficult feelings. Sino sa inyo yung guilty dito? I've definitely said a mix of these things a few times in my life, but I've heard it so much more. And how many of us have been put in situations where the person we're talking to wanted to be vulnerable and share something heavy that they were going through and were looking for a little bit of sympathy. And all we could tell them was just think happy thoughts or don't worry, be happy (laughs) or, you know, cheer up. It could be worse or good vibes lang tayo. Or yung wala sa timing na, happiness is a choice. Although the messaging is well-intentioned, these phrases can be downright harmful. So, if it isn't obvious already, for this episode, I want to talk about the dark side of positive vibes called toxic positivity. How its overuse causes harm and leads to the very suffering it aims to squash, and really, what can we do about it? So, what is toxic positivity? Toxic positivity can be defined as the excess and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in denial, minimization, 
and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience that a person may be going through. Just like anything done in excess, when positivity is used to cover up or silence the human experience, it becomes toxic. By disallowing the existence of certain feelings, usually the negative ones, we fall into a state of denial or repressed emotion. Because here's the thing. We have our ups and downs. It's only natural. We can get jealous, angry, resentful, greedy. Sometimes something we do or a decision we make comes back to bite us on the butt. And we have to deal with it. Sometimes we experience trauma. And sooner or later, we would want to unpack that. And we should. By pretending that we are positive vibes all day, we deny the validity of our genuine human experience. My favorite description of toxic positivity is the simplest, and it's from Dr. Susan David, who authored the book Emotional Agility. And she says that toxic positivity is as good as saying, my comfort is more important than your reality. Ooh, ain't that the truth? It's really common in society, especially the one that we move around in. And it kind of makes me wonder, right now, are we part of the solution or the problem? So what are the signs then of toxic positivity? Before I start talking about that, let me first introduce you to Podmetrics. It's a fantastic platform for brands to collaborate with podcasters and for people like me to monetize our content. If you have a podcast of your own and want to know how I collaborate with brands in the Coaching Happiness podcast, I use Podmetrics. It's the easiest way to monetize your podcast regardless of its size. And if you're an advertiser who wants to work with me on an episode, hello. And yes, please, you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and just fill up the form. Okay, well, back to the signs of toxic positivity. There are some common expressions and experiences of toxic positivity that can help you recognize how it shows up in everyday life. Number one is when you find yourself hiding or disguising how you really feel. It's when we don't feel that it's okay to be authentic and express what it is that we're going through. So we cover them up with another more positive, more acceptable emotion. So when you kind of catch yourself doing that, that's a good sign that you're probably being toxically positive. 
Another one is trying to be stoic or trying to get over painful emotions. So this is when we throw ourselves into work, maybe, or other activities. So we can escape what it is that we're feeling. It's been a while, <laughs> but I admit I'm guilty of this whenever I'm going through heartbreak, like a breakup, and I don't want to deal with whatever it is I'm feeling. So what I do is I go and work out at the gym because for me, when I'm physically exhausted, I don't have the space to process my emotions anymore. And because of that, I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> so I work out even more, stuffing my feelings down and, you know, trying not to deal with the hurt and anger and grief that, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing. And for me, that is one of my biggest signs that I am just trying to be toxically positive because I keep telling myself now, oh, I'm getting results. So this is a good thing when really it isn't. Number three is feeling guilty for feeling what you feel. And a lot of the times in our culture, there is almost a shamefulness to admit to being sad or depressed. Because if you are, then for some reason, you are ungrateful for what you already have. Diba naririnig natin yun na parang, Oh, bakit, bakit ka hindi masaya? Hindi ka ba natutuwa sa mga blessings sa'yo ni Lord? Hindi ka ba, alam mo yun, hindi ba nakikita yung mga magagandang bagay na nangyayari sa'yo? So, we tried to hide by pretending to be happy or optimistic, even if that's not what we're actually feeling. Number four is minimizing other people's experiences with feel-good quotes or statements. So I'm guessing we've all been guilty of this. Someone that we love and care for comes to us with a problem or experience that they're struggling with, and sometimes we just aren't in the mood or headspace to be there for them. Or when we feel uncomfortable, we slap a band-aid on it by saying something like, oh, you just need to think positive. We, we know that this does absolutely nothing for the person. But for us, it's better than having to sit and empathize with whatever it is that they're going through. And if I were to take a guess, this is also because when this happens to us, we don't know how to deal with it either because our initial reaction is also to be toxically positive. So it does turn into a cycle of sorts. Number five, uh, a good sign is trying to give someone perspective instead of validating their emotional experience. Now, this is a pet peeve of mine. And whenever I hear people doing this, I promise, gusto kong batuhin ang chinelas yung nagsasalita. 
This is when somebody is trying to open up and be vulnerable and all they are, you know, is looking for empathy. And the only thing you can say is, it could be worse. Like, why even open your mouth? It brings zero value to the conversation and it just makes the other person feel worse because you basically invalidated their experience. And the last one, number six, is shaming other people when they don't have a positive attitude. I think this ties into number three of what I was explaining earlier, where you already feel guilty for feeling what you feel. And to add on to that, you get shamed into admitting your feelings. I have a story around this. So when I was in college, I was really struggling because it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't the course that I wanted. Um, you know, my home life was filled with a lot of physical and emotional trauma. And, um, you know, my mother was financially controlling. Um, and it really affected my performance in school. So my guidance counselor had recommended that I see a therapist because I was already showing signs of clinical depression. So when I got home, I told my mom this and she just scoffed and said, huh? Depressed? Bakit ka depressed? To her, it sounded like the most ridiculous thing ever. But there had already been a lot of red flags that I was depressed. But because it wasn't about her, she couldn't be bothered. And it affected me. So while for the most part, toxic positivity can be really annoying, it can actually harm people who are going through difficult times. Rather than being able to share genuine human emotions and find unconditional support with people that are supposed to love and care for us, we find that our feelings are dismissed, ignored, or similar to the story that I shared of myself earlier, invalidated outright. And it's harmful. It took me over five years after that incident with my mom to pluck up the courage to go and seek help because she made me feel like I was being stupid for even bringing it up. And I had so much guilt for struggling with it because the person who was supposed to love and care for me dismissed it. So why is toxic positivity harmful? Well, there's a couple of reasons, if that isn't so obvious already. The first one is it's it's shaming. When someone is suffering, they need to know that their emotions are valid, but that they can find relief and love with their friends and family. Toxic positivity tells people that the emotions that they are feeling are unacceptable. And again, like if a feeling or something is unacceptable, how are you supposed to process that or unpack that in a healthy manner? 
Number two, it causes guilt. It sends the message that if you aren't finding a way to feel positive about yourself, even in the face of tragedy, then you are doing something wrong. And, you know, it's, it, it sounds crazy hearing it, but this is such a common cycle that we see a lot of people kind of falling into. Three is it avoids authentic human emotion. Toxic positivity functions as sort of an avoidance mechanism. When other people engage in this type of behavior, it allows them to sidestep emotional situations that might make them feel uncomfortable. But sometimes we turn these same ideas on ourselves, internalizing the toxic ideas. When we feel difficult emotions, we then discount, dismiss, and deny them. And I think that is kind of the huge life lesson that we as Filipinos really need to kind of come to terms with. Kasi, alam mo yun, pang ilang generasyon na tayo na ito yung ginagawa natin. Diba? Now, we try to discount our, what we label as negative feelings. And at the end of the day, they're, most feelings, they're neutral. They teach lessons. But because we are so in denial of these lessons that we're supposed to learn, again, we discount, dismiss, and deny them, and leave it for the next generation to deal with them. But since this is also how the next generation is taught, wala pa rin So just, you know, think about that. Which leads me to number four, which is it prevents growth. It allows us to avoid feeling things that might be painful when we fall into toxic positivity, but it also denies us the ability to face challenging feelings that can ultimately lead to growth and deeper insight. Again, like there are a lot of lessons behind the emotions that we feel are negative right? Dealing with grief, which can be viewed as a negative emotion, can actually just really be about acknowledging that there was someone in your life that you cared for very deeply that you won't be able to experience anymore, right? Anger is a fantastic emotion because it tells you what it is that you're truly passionate about, that you are willing to fight for. You know, sadness just means that there is something or someone in your life that maybe pushed a boundary that you are disappointed with, or, you know, that, that there are some things in your life that truly matter to you, which is why this emotion is triggered whenever experiences come up. So if you've been affected by toxic positivity, 
or if you recognize this kind of behavior in yourself. And I think this is the most important because any change, of course, needs to start with us. And again, let's be honest, toxic positivity is so prevalent in our culture that it's almost normal now. There are things that you can do to develop a healthier, more supportive approach for when somebody comes to you needing help unpacking whatever it is that they're going through. I'll give three. Number one is learn to manage your negative emotions instead of denying them. As I said earlier, negative emotions can cause stress when you leave them unchecked, but there are lessons behind each emotion. And the biggest lessons are usually found behind the emotions we deem to be negative. How else are you going to get out of the cycle that you're in if you don't stop, take pause, and look for the lesson? I believe that in life, we are really, or in life, the lessons that we are taught usually come in cycles. And if we don't recognize the lesson and learn from it the first time around, it's going to come back to us in a different situation, maybe with a different person, but still the same lesson. So learn the lesson. Number two is look and treat yourself with kindness and compassion. When you are facing a stressful situation, it's normal to feel stressed, worried, or even fearful. Also, don't expect too much from yourself. May pinagdadaanan ka na nga, tapos pipressurein mo pa sarili mo to perform at 100%, and then you get upset when you can't. Look at yourself through the lens of love and compassion. Focus on self-care and take steps that can help improve your situation instead. And my last piece of advice is to check in on yourself and notice how you feel. Tayo, as human beings, we are emotional creatures. So maybe following quote-unquote positive social media accounts can sometimes serve as a source of inspiration. But pay attention to how you feel after you view and interact with the content. So shameless plug, please do check out coachinghappiness.ph on Instagram and Facebook for posts that have been curated to help improve positive plasticity and bring awareness to limiting beliefs that we've been holding on to in life. But If you scroll through influencer accounts that leave you feeling left with a sense of shame or guilt after seeing uplifting posts, it might be due to toxic positivity. In such cases like that, you may want to consider limiting your social media consumption or going through the people that you follow and maybe unfollowing a few that just make you feel guilty or shameful about really digging in to your emotions. 
So when you're going through something hard, think about ways to give voice to your emotions in a way that is productive. Maybe write in a journal. That works for me. I I have a journal wherein I write a page a day. Or maybe talk to a friend. If you can't find someone in your space that knows how to empathize with you and ask questions that can help you introspect and unpack your feelings even more, maybe consider a life coach. Research suggests that just putting what you are feeling into words can really help lower the intensity of these negative feelings. And then they aren't so scary anymore. So you don't need to be toxically positive all the time. It is possible to be optimistic in the face of difficult experiences and challenges, of course, but people going through trauma don't need to be told to stay positive or feel that they are being judged for not maintaining a sunny outlook. Instead of trying to avoid difficult emotions, give yourself permission to feel them. These feelings are real, valid, and important. They can provide information and help you see things about a situation that you need to work to change. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you should act on every emotion you feel, Sometimes it's important to sit with your feelings and give yourself the time and space to process the situation before you take action. And that's it for this episode. I hope this has given you a better idea of what toxic positivity is, the signs that you need to look out for if you're falling into the toxic positivity trap how toxic positivity is a problem and what you can actually do to be more mindful. It really is easier said than done. We have accepted generations of toxic positivity and brushed it off as normal because, well, we don't know any better. But that's the thing with knowledge. Once you know better, you do better. So if you'd like to keep up with me, check out my upcoming workshops or just want to keep in touch, you can like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at coachinghappiness.ph or book a telecoaching session at www.coachinghappiness.ph. I hope that you found this episode to be of value. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.